Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You are now entering a critical thinking zone. Thinking caps are required beyond this point. From deep behind enemy lines, deep in the heart of the Midwest, it's your host, Andrew Coppins. And it's time for Critical Thinking. Good Thursday to you all. Hopefully you are safe, you are sound. Um, you're waking up to non-devastation if you are in the state of Florida. I don't know how likely that is for you uh, because this was one hell of a hurricane. Hurricane Ian ran ashore yesterday in southwest Florida, basically raiding between Fort Myers and um, in Sarasota and um, made landfall, moved at about eight to nine miles an hour over the course of the day and just battered the living crap as close to a category five as you could possibly get pat uh sustained winds at 155 miles an hour at the top end of the storm and uh close to 157 which would have been the uh the category five designation um and a little bit of history for you the actual place where they recorded um, the eye of the hurricane hitting and making landfall, the exact same location as Hurricane Charlie. The exact same location. Uh, the last one to just devastate the southwest part of Florida. And um, my heart, my prayers, my thoughts uh, go out to everybody in southwest Florida. Um, Eerie times. I mean, yesterday we we saw a video, if you've been paying attention throughout the day, uh, just crazy video, crazy times. And I can only imagine what people are going through and what they're waking up to, to today. Because a lot of the devastation of this hurricane is really unknown as we start to record here, Pat. And a lot of that happens because this storm was so slow moving that most of the devastation was going to continue overnight. And there's just no way as the day went on, as night went on, as power was lost, as all the things were going on, that you could assess what's really been going on. Um, Now, for me, this was uh, a harrowing time only because my brother lives in Sarasota, Florida. Um, So, Right, I mean, the eye wall passed, like the 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 northern tip of the eye passed probably just a few miles away from his actual location in Sarasota, um, according to the the radar that that I was watching, and so this was a very serious serious thing for them. And you might ask, well, what the hell is he doing staying there? Right? Uh, wh- why stay? 
Well, my brother is a trained first responder. My brother is uh, or was a volunteer firefighter uh, back home. And more importantly, he's a veteran. He's a veteran of the Air Force. So he knows how to handle recovery. He knows how to handle search and rescue and fire and devastation and things that are coming down the pipeline as as we look today and throughout uh, what's going to be happening there. Um, so before we get into some of that, Pat, um, I want to recommend something. If you guys have extra money, I know that times are tight for a lot of people, but if you've got $50, if you've got 100 if you've got 20 if you've got five, please find Team Rubicon. Team Rubicon. Find them online. Donate what you can. This is this is an organization. It's run by a former Wisconsin Badger uh, linebacker named Jake Wood, who ended up uh, becoming a Marine after graduation, served his country, and found that there was a lack of service and, and a lack of feeling of community and service for those who served and are no longer in the military. He founded this organization as a way to give purpose to community and to the veteran community. And so they they have put together one of the best recovery um, organizations that you can find. Every dollar of what you donate to them goes directly to their recovery efforts all over the globe, by the way. It's not just here in the United States. But don't donate to the Red Cross. I'm deadly serious on that. Please do not donate to the American Red Cross or some of the other organizations that you're going to see. And the reason for that is because your dollar, <clears throat> that $5, that $20, that $25, if you're, if you're donating $25, maybe 2 or $3 of that actually goes to real recovery on the ground. A hundred percent of your donation from Team Rubicon will go to recovery efforts, whether that is here or elsewhere where devastation is going to happen. And devastation is coming again for you know um, Georgia, um, potentially South Carolina, North Carolina, as that as Hurricane Ian downgrades to a tropical storm, gains some more strength out in the Atlantic and comes back. Um People are going to need a lot of help. There's going to be a lot of recovery. Um, Pat, your thoughts on, so again, please donate to Team Rubicon, teamrubicon.org. Just go there. Um, donate what you can because this money will get to them fast and it will aid their efforts to help these communities, whether that is just cutting trees down and and sweeping up and recovering and putting fences together and all that sort of stuff. And there's going to be a little bit of uh, more on that in a bit uh, because I do have, and I got permission, uh, good news, my brother is safe um, and his girlfriend are safe. Um, I don't know the extent of all of the damage um, because I made sure to want or tell my brother, hey, like save your battery, right? Save your cell phone battery. Uh, just please let me know periodically how you're doing. Um, and he did share some videos um, when it was safe to do so. Um, he did share some um, pictures with us. And I, I got permission to share some of that with you guys. But your thoughts as you watched and you saw what was going on um, in the state of Florida, Pat. Well, I mean, I have family in the... Orlando area. Um, my best friend has family in the uh, Tallahassee area. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, just really hoping everyone can stay safe um, and and out of the storm and hopefully that, you know, they can any damage that occurs to their homes um, or any other property that they have within the area that, that of, of the storm, they can quickly repair and or replace any any of the uh, damaged items and goods and things like that so so my my, my sincerest and hum humblest prayers go out to to Florida um, that being said uh, this has driven me absolutely crazy um, to, to see the the level of devastation that is happening. And to see people like like Don the Lemon play 
politics and climate change activists yesterday was not the time or the place. And that, that, that's gone on, you know, not, not even just with Don Lemon. It's gone on with other people on Twitter. It's gone on with people on the all view. sorts of, yeah. yeah, all sorts of media. And just, just why? Why isn't our response? Why does our response have to be, well, climate change and everything, politics to this situation? Why isn't everyone's response, holy crap, that's devastating. How can I help? Yeah, I mean, to to that point, um, I mean, look at look at the very top of the or the tip of the spear, if you will, right? It it was shame that made Joe Biden actually call the governor of the state of Florida. I mean, you can't put your politics or your political differences or whatever to the side for devastating, you know, natural disaster coming the right. way of that state. That's right. ridiculous. On its face. And, and you know, George Bush put all this politics and all that crap to the side with Hurricane Katrina. And we could talk about FEMA and its disaster, um, you know, disastrous disaster relief efforts there all you want. But at least he was engaged, right? At least he right. immediately put things to the side. And and I agree with you. I mean, it, it, it's just shocking. It's still shocking that. We can't recognize each other's humanity at a time of need. And, you know, we talk a lot about the left and the spirit of the age and all that, but here's the reality, right? If you needed something and I had it, I would still give it to you. That is, I think, the difference between leftism and the libertarian slash conservative movement in America or Team Sane in America. The leftists wouldn't do that. And I'm not trying to politicize this. I'm trying to give you a worldview. The leftists would not reach out that helping hand. I'm not talking about your average Democrat. I am talking about that far left activist crowd. That They wouldn't. That is the reality that we are dealing with. But I also want you to see some of the devastation here. Um and things of that nature. Uh, so we're going to start here first with a picture. Um, and this was a picture sent to us at about, uh, hang on one second. Let me just check my phone real quick while we're here, Pat. Um, I can tell you exactly when this was sent. This was sent yesterday at 2.08. So three, so about 3.10, right? Um, Eastern time. And at that point in time, they had yet the the eye wall had just or was just about to uh, reach landfall. Okay, and uh, what you're seeing on your screen right now, if you're watching on Rumble, if you are not, you can go to Rumble.com/backslash/critical-thinking. You know the drill by now. Um, and if you're listening via podcast, what you're what you are seeing is a fence. Um, the the fence that is from the driveway to the backyard. And not the uh, door portion of the fence, Pat, but the other side connected to the house completely, literally just ripped out of the ground. Like you can actually see the, um, the two pillars, right? Just mm. literally cracked in half. Um, still attached in the ground, by the way, mm. on, on both sides. But... Um, just literally cracked and blown over. Um, but that's well, one picture of the devastation. Um, I'm going to give you another video here, Pat, in a moment. Okay. And this video is about the same time, or we received it about the same time. And this is only at about 60 to, to 100 mile an hour, but sustained at 60 mile an hour winds. And uh, by the way, uh, the next two videos, excuse some of the length. It's getting real, folks. So that was early. That was early um, in all of this. And, and for those of you not watching on Rumble, again, what we witnessed there is a look out the front door. Uh, Transformers were already blowing by about noonish eastern time in the area um 
you know, sounding like fireworks going off and all that. Um, especially for people like my brother who, you know, deals with uh, PTSD and, and all that sort of stuff. That can be really hard because that can really be a trigger moment, right? Uh, trigger moments of battle and, and trigger moments of, of war and all that stuff. But uh, you all also witnessed um, one of the palm trees in a neighbor's front yard completely uprooted already. That's just one. Um, now, that was also at that 60 mile an hour, um, you know, time frame. So, yikes is all I have to say on that one. Um, but uh, there's another video here. And this video came to us um, a little bit later, um, maybe around the six o'clock mark. Um, so, this was, you know, right in the middle of some of the real devastating stuff. Um, but this was also taken out the back of their home. And um, I believe this was also video around the same time as the first video that was sent to us. It just took them a long time to get it to us because they started to lose power intermittently. Um, and yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that in a second. So this is what's going down. Flooding a little bit have that around the patio door and the grill inside for now till stuff calms down but uh yeah it's pretty serious guys this is like bad news bears sustained winds of 100 miles an hour uh to 120 are coming our way so this is only like 60 what you're seeing now. These are big trees, big trees. Palm tree went down across uh, the street. That one actually is tilting. Fuck, sorry to swear, but uh, it's never tilted like that before. And uh, that's concerning because probably gonna take out our fence. So yeah, I have a feeling that's gonna happen. Yeah, that's not good. Again, that that's only at 60 miles an hour sustained uh, up to 100 at that point. Um, no word from my brother as to whether or not that tree actually went down. But that that's that's the type of danger that that was there for everybody. You know, you can't control how that goes down, where it goes down. Does it go down in your house? Does it destroy a fence? Does it destroy this? Does it? take out power? Does it, you know, what, what's going on here? And as we wake up this morning, um, I don't know if you checked um, any of your news sites or Twitter or anything like that, Pat. Wow. I mean, we're talking about hundred year old plus trees. We're talking about pieces of, you know, highway signs that are, you know, made to sustain from this. Um, we're talking about uh, terracotta roof that is, you know, made to be hurricane proof, right? Just, I mean, we're talking things being just ripped off of houses. Um, they lost every single shutter to their house um, throughout throughout the rest of the day. Um, you know, so they sustained a, a bit of damage to their home. Uh, the good news is that as of the last communication from my brother last night, I uh, just didn't want to get a hold of them before the show. But as of the last communication, they didn't have any flooding in their home, which is good. Um, we'll see what actually happened, uh, because the good news for them is that they're they're in the far eastern part of uh, Sarasota proper. So they're they're close to the, the highway. Um, so they're further inland from from the, the storm surge that was going to be coming their way. But um I'm sure there are people that are in much worse situations. Um, all I know is that power for them had been intermittent um, throughout from about two o'clock Eastern uh, until the last communication I had with him, which would have been around mm, 10 o'clock their time. And they just had no idea. Um, you know, he, he said, you know, the, the eerie part is with it being so dark um, and power going in and out you hear things and you don't know what it is, right? You're hearing things crash or, 
you know, whipping around. You just don't know what it is. And he said, that's the really eerie part of all of it. Um, with my brother being trained in recovery and rescue and, and all of these things, um, I'm sure he's out and about helping the community today. Um, so I'm hoping tomorrow to have him on the program so, to kind of give us an update as to what was going on in, in Sarasota and his area uh, and give you kind of a firsthand account of not just that day, but what's been going on since. Um, it, it doesn't do any good to speculate, but that's the power of that storm at 60 miles an hour. Imagine what that was like when it hit 120, you know, double that. Um, that. Not fun for the state of Florida. And um, yeah, that was craziness. Um, I just uh, as as of a little while ago, it, did, it was downgraded to a tropical storm. Right. I mean, it was downgraded to a tropical storm as it moved out of Orlando. And to your point, you know, this isn't a storm that just devastated the southwest coast. This is a storm that went basically across the state. So Daytona Beach, um, even Miami got some of it. Key West, um, the the whole state really, with the exception of that western part of the Panhandle, got nailed. I mean, Tallahassee um, had some real big devastation as well. Or not Tallahassee, excuse me, Jacksonville, Duval. Um, they got nailed. Savannah, Georgia was likely to be in, in the path of, of the next part of all of this. So there's this isn't over um, for a lot of people. So thoughts, prayers, please donate to Team Rubicon. Team Rubicon. I cannot emphasize this enough. Um, I know Jake personally, um, having worked in Wisconsin sports media and having interviewed him on multiple occasions. Um, I cannot emphasize enough that this is this is the organization. If you care about recovery, this is the organization you need to be donating to. Period. Point blank. Um, you know they're ready with water. They're ready with generators. They're ready with chainsaws. They're ready with everything that you can think of. And they mobilize. I'm, I'm not kidding you, Pat. Thousands of veterans, thousands of people who understand how to recover how to search and rescue how to do all of those things immediately once it's safe they work hand in fist with um with local government this is easily the the premier um recovery organization out there so again teamrubicon.org all right with that out of the way though pat um we also had a president of the united states of america who has some serious issues and while the hurricane was battering down on Florida, he decided to speak at some anti-hunger conference or whatever here in the United States. And um, I just have a question. Yeah. It, it is not knowing that somebody passed away a month ago a bad thing? Well, I mean, I guess it depends on who that person is. Ah, okay. Well, I'm just going to play this for you. And so many of you know so much about this as well, and you're committed. And I want to thank all of you here, for in including bipartisan elected officials like Representative Governor, Senator Braun, Senator Booker, Representative Jackie, are you here? Where's Jackie? I didn't think she was, she was going to be here to help make this. Now, in and of itself, the fact that he couldn't recognize or figure out if somebody was in the audience or not. Uh, what the hell? But Pat, he's referencing Indiana representative Jackie Wolarski. Okay. Uh-huh. We covered yeah. this a month ago. We sure did. She passed away in a tragic car accident that was covered all over the media. Thirdly, This was clearly on his notes or a teleprompter. What, what the hell? Yeah. If, you, if your cognitive ability is so bad that you can't even remember that somebody passed away a month ago. One month and ago. 
this isn't like some no-name person that passed away a month ago. This was a sitting representative in Congress. Yes. And now, can I understand that you know the president might not know everything about every representative, about every single no, – no, of course I can't. Of course That's an not, impossibility. But you, should, but you should know this. You have a team around you that can prepare you for this. By the way, the note should have been – uh, say something about the passing of Jackie, well, uh, Representative Jackie Warlarski, right? I mean, it, it actually may have said that. Right. That's my point. Even if it said that, he still screwed it up. Right. He is so cognitively impaired that he has no basic memory of things that happened a month ago. And this happens with people that have not just dementia, but Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, these types of diseases. Okay, in which they have no short-term memory. And in order for them to, to be able to recognize the situations, you have to literally spell it out for them. Um, and more importantly, this is dangerous. He can't even remember what happened a month ago, yet we're supposed to allow him to be making decisions that could lead us into nuclear war, literal nuclear war. We have Nord Stream. We have all of the conspiracy theories that are out there, right? The CIA and the uh, the Department of State are telling us that it wasn't America that sabotaged and uh, terrorized the Nord Stream 1 and 2 pipelines, right? Whether you choose to believe that apparatus or not, what's the motivation, right? What's the frequency, Kenneth, if you will? Um, whether you want to go down those conspiracy theory routes. The reality is something happened, whether that's us, whether that's Russia, whether that's somebody in the Western uh, part of of uh, Europe doing something, whether that's a terrorist doing something to attempt to push Russia and America into a war, whatever the, the actual reality is, do you trust a man who can't even recognize somebody who has passed away to be able to think through and make a correct decision. Now, I have always said, Pat, that whatever Joe Biden does, do the opposite, and you're going to be correct, right? I've always said that. But this is this is literally life and death for troops. This is life and death potentially for hundreds of thousands of people. This is life-changing decisions in the balance. Lives are in the balance here. We have a president who can't even remember somebody who passed away, who supposedly worked on this hunger initiative, right? Um, it was one of her big projects. Which, by the way, it, it, think of it this way, guys, especially if you are more of a Joe Biden supporter who happens to be listening to this show, or you are one of those never Trumpers that, that voted for Biden because he wasn't Trump. If... You, a family member, your dad or your grandfather had some sort of cognitive impairment because of their age and, and declining mental health, did something like this, would you say that they were fit to be president of the United States? No, Obviously, you're going to say no. Right. So my question to you is, why is this guy still the president of the United States right now? Yeah, I, I mean... I also go to how dare you talk about the 25th Amendment and cognitive abilities? Do you not remember your entire team literally attempting to use the 25th Amendment against Donald Trump on CNN, MSNBC every other day for three years? Yeah. Uh, so don't give me the how dare you. You started it. I'm not going down that road. <clears throat> That's not what I'm saying. I'm just simply saying your outrage makes no sense. That's all I'm saying. Well, Save your outrage over how dare you discuss the 25th Amendment with this president. This is what the 25th Amendment is supposed to be about. Cognitive ability. If something impairs the ability to make the life-altering decisions that a president, sometimes as commander-in-chief, not policy-wise, simple decisions as commander-in-chief, I can't trust that. I, I literally right. believe that this is the point in time where if the military apparatus of this country is smart, they do invoke the 25th Amendment. 
Now, you can make the case that they can't be the ones to do that. Okay, so then gather the gather the right people inside that cabinet and make that case. Um, this is this is dangerous stuff. But lest you think that the president of the United States forgetting that um, a representative died in a fiery, horrible, awful car crash a month ago in the state of Indiana, you would think that uh, there would be a team around him to be able to clean this up, right? The cleaning crew, they'd be fantastic at cleaning this up or at least saying, you know what, the president misspoke or whatever, right? Well, I present to you the response from Corinne Jean-Pierre. Final one. What happened in the hunger event today? The president appeared to look around the room uh, for an audience member, a member of Congress who passed away last month. He seemed to indicate she might be in the room. What, so, what happened? So the president was, uh, as you all know, you guys were watching uh, today's event, a very important event on uh, food insecurity. The president was naming uh, the congressional champions on this issue and was acknowledging her incredible work. He had uh, he had already uh, planned to welcome the Congresswoman's family uh, to the White House on Friday. There will be a, a bill signing in her honor this coming Friday. Uh, so, of course, she was on his mind. She was of top of mind uh, for the president. He uh, looks very much looks forward to discussing her remarkable legacy of public service with them when he sees her family this coming Friday. He said, Jackie, are you here? Where's Jackie? She must not be here. No, I totally understand. I just, I just explained she was on top of mind. Uh, um, you know, this wasn't what we were able to witness today and what the president was able to lift up uh, in this uh, at this conference at this event uh, was how her uh, her focus on um, wanting to. Um, hey, Pat, um, you smelling something? Yeah, yeah, I'm smelling um, bullshit. There is no amount of flowers, rainbows, candy, sugar, and spice to cover this screw up. It, there isn't. There isn't enough. Right. And I think what. How would I handle this? Right. And that's the critical thinking part of me. How the hell would I handle that? Well, you could see on her face, too, when she gets asked the question. Oh, oh crap. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She, whenever she gets asked a tough question, that's the look on her face, right? I mean, how, every day with Peter Ducey, that's the look on her face. But uh, mm-hmm. for me, I think I'm trying to think, like, how the hell would I handle this, right? There isn't a good way to handle this. I think the easiest opinion. way and the best way is just to lean into it. Tell the damn truth. Right, exactly. Lean into it and just say, hey, you know what? The president um, in the moment... Uh, forgot that um, you know she had passed away, and um, you know we we are paying respects to her memory with this type of a, an event. Um, he will get to speak with it, her family in a few days, and you know express his condolences and make sure that her legacy uh, in this initiative or whatever, blah 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 blah. That's how you do it. Just say, yeah, he screwed up. Sometimes that honesty is the best policy. Ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the time, honest, honest. And here's the thing: you could sell it was an honest screw up. You could sell that, right? Exactly. In the moment, he simply forgot, and it's not a you know dishonor to her memory. He was there to honor her memory, and unfortunately, the president. In, in all of his daily activity, right? Is that the way that you could handle that? Potentially. Would I buy it? No, I wouldn't buy it given the body of evidence that has been before us, right? And before this incident of him doing things like this, you know, talking about, you know, he did it, did it earlier this week, going full pedophile, right? Right. Um, talking about how, well, if I was 30, you'd be 12. Oh, What? So you're suggesting you want to get together with a 12-year-old there, Mr. President? What the what the F is going on? Now, I, I just, folks, I, I, I hate doing these types of stories because it's heartbreaking to watch because I've watched it in my own family. And I know hundreds of thousands, if not millions of, of fellow Americans have gone through similar things with family members that have suffered through dementia, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, right? It's brutal. It's hard. It is awful to watch. It is awful to watch that cognitive ability slip in and out. 
um, and, and, and watch them slip away. It's brutal. But again, it is even more brutal to prop these people up for your own political, personal gain. Hunter, um, his brother, his sister, Jill, all of them stand to gain personal and political power by him, and more importantly, monetary power, by him continuing to play president. You're all right, of you can go to hell. I, but but it's also more than that too. If you stop and think about it, I mean, politics is about timing, right? Right. Like, timing right. is everything in politics. There is no way that they are going to twenty fifth amendment him when you have a vice president that's even more unlikable than him. There's there's no way. Yeah. There there is no. And plus, you're giving the right a win by saying, well, you're you're we're proving them right if we come out and admit this. And yeah. oh, oh, totally, a hundred percent, Pat. I just, it's, it's a double edged sword if they do it. Absolutely. And with that, though, um, let's have a little bit of fun. Let's play the B or not the B, shall we? Let's do it. All right. Today's headline, if you are ready, say hello to Georgia's first Muslim, gay, non-binary, polyamorous, she-they lawmaker. Say hello to Georgia's first Muslim, gay, non-binary, polyamorous, she-they lawmaker. And while you are thinking about that, folks... I know the economy is is uh, getting a little interesting. I know that uh, the interest rates are climbing and things are changing rapidly wherever you are in the housing market. Now more than ever, it is time to talk to a trusted professional, somebody who understands the data, somebody who understands your own personal goals and needs. If you are living in Chicago, things are changing rapidly. Hit me up. DM me. You can go to closewithcoppins.com. I am a licensed realtor in the state of Illinois. Um, so if you're considering a move, considering understanding what a, a move might do for your financial situation, um, how it might impact you if you need to get out of the state of Illinois and you're not sure who to deal with in the area that you're targeting, um, I've got a wonderful resource network of and referral network of other agents all across this country. Again, you can hit me up at Close with Coppins on uh, Instagram, on TikTok. DM me. Let me know your needs. Let's schedule a time to get together because things are changing. And sometimes, especially, I cannot emphasize this enough, if you are an investor, now through the next six months is your time to pounce. Um, we are seeing things begin to decline prices and that price elasticity is going up for you down for the seller. This is a time for you to take advantage. Um, so hit me up again, Close with Coppins on, on social media. You can go to closewithcoppins.com. Andrew Coppins, Exit Strategy Realty, licensed Illinois realtor. All right. All of that personal agreement out of the way, Pat. Uh, is this the B or not the B? Do you need the headline one more time, by the way? One more time. Okay. Say hello to Georgia's first Muslim, gay, non-binary, polyamorous, she-they lawmaker. You know, the problem is, is that not that satire is too close to reality, but that reality is too close to satire. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Therefore, this is not the B. Are you sure? This is given given the today's world. Mm -hmm. There's just no way this is. Not, not the B. It's not the B. I am glad that you are thinking about reality as being too close to fiction. Because <clears throat> you are right. It is not the B. That is correct. According to the New York Post, Georgia lawmaker comes out as non-monogamous and plans to start a family. Oh, boy. <clears throat> Atlanta City Council member Liliana Bakhtiari, who became the first gay Muslim elected official in the state when she was voted in last year, disclosed her relationship status in an interview with NBC News on Wednesday. <clears throat> Bakhtiari said that she had already been with her partner Chris Brown for almost a decade when she met Sarah Al-Khalal in late 2023 virtual non-monogamy support group. The trio then embarked on a relationship that they opted to keep secret even though Bakhtiari's local, uh, even throughout Bakhtiari's local election campaign, 
Bakhtiari, who's also non-binary and goes by both she and they, said she wanted to come out about her relationship on her own terms to avoid a quote-unquote scandal as they plan to build a family together. Um, as uh, Not The Bee points out, uh, Jim Gaffigan would say, um, that's one way to live your life. So think about this, Pat. They 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 decided not to tell the the totality of their life to the public and still ask for their vote. Some might say Good that's luck. defrauding the uh um the voter. But um <clears throat> according to the NBC News post uh, or peace or whatever the hell you want to call it. Um, she, they, whatever the hell didn't elaborate on what <clears throat> the family dynamic might look like. As they point out, um, not to go on about it, but, uh, they have an idea as to what that family dynamic might be. And it's one word, Pat. Odd. Um, well, I mean, that, that's one way to put it. Um, at the end of the day, I'm not sure I want to know what that family dynamic looks like. I'm, and I'm also, really Pat, I, I, real quick, um, I forgot to do this. Congratulations to Atlanta and to Georgia on that super historic intersectional accomplishment. And thus, I think we have a new segment. The Intersectional Accomplishment of the Week. Mm -hmm. this is the part where i typically just go hide under my desk and uh pray for the end of the world because that's how messed up this is i'm glad you talked about the end of the world pat because um i have one final story before we get out of here on today's show oh good grief what and, now and, and pat i i want you to know that new zealand right the home of covid crazy Right. Jacinda Anderson, we've talked about her time and time again, the insanity, the we can control COVID, right? COVID zero bullcrap policies, who then just opened the the, the floodgates, if you will, uh, about what, six months ago, maybe thereabouts, maybe three, three to six months ago. Uh, by the way, we still haven't done that. Um, we, we still it, you cannot come to the United States of America if you are not an American citizen without vaccine. Can't do it still, by the by. We still have all sorts of travel restrictions in place. We, just, you know, it, it, it's insane. Um, she spoke at the UN uh, conference, um, I believe, on Tuesday. Uh, check out this gem because, you know, hey, she is not about control at all. Not about control at all. Not about, uh, you know, one world order, if you will. Not at all. This week, we launched an initiative alongside companies and nonprofits to help improve research and understanding of how a person's online experiences are curated by automated processes. This will also be important in understanding more about mis- and disinformation online, a challenge that we must, as leaders, address. Sadly, I think it's easy to dismiss this problem as one in the margins. I can certainly understand the desire to leave it to someone else. As leaders, we're rightly concerned that even the most light-touch approaches to disinformation could be misinterpreted as being hostile to the values of free speech that we value so highly. But while I cannot tell you today what the answer is to this challenge, I can say with complete certainty that we cannot ignore it. To do so poses an equal threat to the norms we all value. After all, how do you successfully end a war if people are led to believe the reason for its existence is not only legal, but noble? How do you tackle climate change if people do not believe it exists? How do you ensure the human rights of others are upheld when they are subjected to hateful and dangerous rhetoric and ideology? The weapons may be different, but the goals of those who perpetuate them is often the same, to cause chaos and reduce the ability of others to defend themselves. To disband communities. There's more. I just don't have time for it. But Pat, what have we talked about with the spirit of the age? We have talked about this. 
they accuse the others, if you will, of exactly what they want and are doing. Right. They're, they're causing chaos. They're sowing discord. They're misinformation and disinformation. This coming from Jacinda Anderson is so ironic and hypocritical. It is unbelievable to me. I want our our audience, those watching on Rumble, rumble.com backslash critical thinking, or those listening via podcast. By the way, don't forget, make sure that you have subscribed, downloading, rating, and reviewing. But I want you to understand this. This lady, this individual, this prime minister literally said anybody who told you the vaccine wasn't going to work uh, and wouldn't prevent prevent you from getting COVID-19 was a liar, um, was engaging in disinformation, and should be punished within New Zealand. By the way, if you refuse to get the vaccine in New Zealand, what happened to you? You went to a camp. Same thing as Australia. What, See, what was untrue about anything that anybody said about the vaccine, by the way? Mm. This individual wants absolute power over what is quote-unquote truth. What is the truth? The truth of COVID is that you were an absolute liar. The government lied. How do you deal with that? Are, are, are we to suggest that you get to now go to a camp? Are, are we to suggest that you, because you lied and you provided mis- and disinformation, by the way, for a year and a half, almost two years now, do we get to, by the way, as the people, do we get to prosecute you? Oh, no, no, we're immune from that. We were just working off the information in front of us at the time, Pat. They want full, utter control and they are weaponizing their own actions against you. What they are doing, they accuse you of doing. Is she right that there are mis- and disinformation campaigns out there? Absolutely. 100%. Look at Russia, right? But here's the reality. Russia's been doing this since the beginning of time. The beginning of communist Russia. Their goal in America, it was not necessarily just full-on actual war. What did they do? They brought spies over here. They attempted to sway elections. They attempted to do all of these things just the old school way. There's nothing new under the sun here. But she's calling for control of the internet. Government control of the internet. Of your speech. Again, I'm a free speech absolutist. You can say what you want, but Andrew, you moved from a network that somebody spoke something that you didn't like. Right. Exactly. Did I say that that person doesn't have a right to speak? No. I have a right to react to that speech, and I have a right to not associate with that speech or that individual. I have that right as well. It's just that simple. I can and, I can defend his right to say whatever that individual wanted to say. Absolutely. Right. I don't also have the obligation to agree with it. Right. And secondly, you may have the right to say something, but you are not free of the consequences of those choices either. And I don't have to give it a further platform, by the way. No, you don't. No. And I don't have to associate with it. Hey, I could still defend your right to say it. It's just, um, no, not for me. Sorry. Right. But I want people to understand this. Free speech absolutism and any sort of free speech is under attack all over the globe. These people believe that the, the way to control populations, and it was proven over the course of, of COVID-19. Look at what's happening with um, YouTube. They're removing government stuff now. Um, the, the prime minister of Italy has now just had a talk that she gave in 2019 scrubbed from YouTube. What? A government official has their free speech rights removed. 
Can't can't view it here. Nope, not going to view it here. It somehow now violates, even though it's been up on YouTube for going on four years now, almost three, three and a half. Don't know what to tell people here other than you need to wake the hell up to what these uh, people actually want to do. I, I can't get any more. I, go find the rest of what she had to say because it's mind-bogglingly dangerous. It, if they control your speech, they control everything. If they control the route of information, they control everything. Think about North Korea, right? If you talk to a North Korean who has not been, um, how shall I put this, exposed to South Korean or Western ideology or Western um, reality, if you will, right? If they've only been insulated to believe certain things, right? They believe the 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 myth of the 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 Kim Dynasty, right? For instance. How does that happen? They control everything. They control how you get to think, what you get to think, what information you get exposed to. This is what they want. They want the levers of power to decide what things you can and can't say, what things you can and can't get exposed to. They want all of it. We cannot give it to them. And with that, Pat, your final thoughts on today's show. Don't get lost. Remember who you are. No means no. And while everyone's focused on Hurricane Ian, they're not really focused on the hurricane that's been going on in President Biden's mind for the last few years. Please be smart. Be safe. Be kind. Again, donate to Team Rubicon if you have an opportunity to do so. And as always, Matthew 547. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.